Welcome to the Podcast Advertising Playbook, a show dedicated to podcast advertising. If you're a podcaster or an advertiser and you're wondering how you can take advantage of this rapidly growing space, you're in the right place. On the program, we'll discuss strategies and techniques to optimize your experience with podcast advertising. Hello and welcome to the Podcast Advertising Playbook. I'm your host, Heather Osgood. And on today's program, I am talking with Evo Terra. Evo has been in the industry since 2004. Yes, 2004, which is pretty cool. He knows all of the ins and outs of the podcast industry. And on this episode, we talked about the industry and where it has been, where it is going. Um, It was actually a LinkedIn Live uh, conversation that we had a few weeks back. And so we took out some of the highlights from that conversation and wanted to share it with you here on the podcast. I hope that you enjoy it. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Evo Terra. I'm so excited to have Evo Terra on the live stream today. Welcome, Evo. Thank you, Heather. Pleasure to be here. I'm excited to chat with you, Evo. So I'm curious in terms of um, this crazy year and and let's, I mean, let's put the pandemic aside because obviously the pandemic has colored everything a bit, but what has surprised you most about the industry this year and maybe what has happened or the changes that have happened? Yeah, it has been an interesting ride. But, you know, really, if, if I may, can we back up a little bit further than that? I mean, sure. the last two years have been insane, right? You could even talk about 2018, you know, when this when this whole thing began, you know, when, when the real acquisitions in podcasting, when people started taking it seriously. And I don't mean podcasters, but I mean the businesses that support podcasting through things like, oh, I don't know, maybe advertising, you know, for, for one <laughs> particular model. Uh, and, and really how that whole thing began. And... And when we look at all of the craziness that's, that's happened since 2018, you know, one name of one company stands out above all the other ones. And that's a company that wasn't podcasting back when I started and wasn't podcasting till 2018. <laughs> that company is Spotify, right? Yeah. I mean, they have just come in with swinging mad piles of cash around and really making a dominance and completely changing the space completely changed. You know, for, for the majority of my tenure in podcasting, we have had an absentee emperor, mm-hmm. right? We have had a company that is largely responsible for making podcasting what it is today, and we should never fail to thank our purple overlords for that. But they were largely, you know, not doing much with mm-hmm. the power that they actually had, which let Spotify come in and make a huge, huge change. So, you know, all bets were off. As soon as that happened, anything that we had thought might happen in the podcasting space was changed in early 2018 and continues to roll on through the change. So now, looking looking at the lens of the two prior years, I won't. I don't know that I'm really surprised by what's happened in in 2020. It seems more like a logical progression for a company like Spotify that's trying to earn their money back to really get some payoff in the in the deep investments they've made. I think it's shocked a lot of people how some of those changes have happened, but it's it's also, you know, this this is business. This is mergers and acquisition 101 level stuff. Somebody with that much power comes in, they're going to redefine the space on their own terms, especially if they don't have any competing companies trying to push it in a in a different way. So here we are today. Right. Well, and I think you, the point you made at the end is the most important. And like you said, we had no leader, right? Like why? And the way I look at Apple is Apple is in the computer business. Yeah. 
I mean, really. And, and, and when you look at Apple and when you listen even to, and obviously, you know, Steve Jobs isn't running the ship anymore there, but I mean, he went through all the products and said, get rid of all of this. Let's focus, right? Focus, focus, focus was his main thing. And the way I've always thought about it is they're in the computer business. They're in the phone business. They're not in the podcasting business. It's just, let's throw some extras in that help support this computer business. So yeah. I knew they were never, I, I presumed they were never going to, you know, really get to the level that Spotify has gotten. I think what's so fascinating to me is, you know, looking at the comparisons of what Spotify is doing and then con- considering, you know, YouTube and how YouTube emerged right. in the video space. And are we going to essentially take all of this independent free reign all over the place media and consolidate it so that 99.9% of listenership happens through one platform? And of course, you know, given my position in the world, I don't want that <laughs> to happen. Um, right. But from, I mean, really from a user perspective and from a, <laughs> business owner perspective of course but um what are your thoughts do you feel like yeah. that's something that could happen I, I think it definitely could happen and and like you I, I don't think that's a healthy ecosystem i don't think very many people who don't work for spotify think that that's a healthy ecosystem when one company really runs roughshod uh, over over everything right that's just that's just not good you know one of the great things about podcasting is we great and and also terrible things about podcasting is that this this decentralized nature that we started with if you thinking back as because i was there during this time podcasting predates youtube right i mean there we have been podcasting longer than than google has owned youtube and you then when they when they made that big acquisition their idea was exactly what you said let's let's consolidate everything and there used to be lots of different video services like YouTube that largely went out of business when that big acquisition happened. I mean, sure, Vimeo and a handful of others are still there. And, and now we have the TikToks and the, and the Snapchats that are doing something completely different with video. You know, those, those aren't a home for video as much as they are a home for TikToks and Snapchats or whatever's going on there. But podcasting, we resisted that early on, or maybe we just weren't interested early on. And, and maybe... I don't know exactly know why it was the case, but no one ever came up and said, we're going to be the centralized place that you can upload all of your podcast episodes to and a centralized place for someone to listen. It, it was decentralized from the beginning and never got consolidated. The good news about that is I think it's going to be tough to put that genie back in the bottle. Mm-hmm. As much as Spotify wants to get as much of the podcasting pie as possible so that they can sell and monetize that content. That's what, so that's why they want it. They want to get either more subscriptions or sell ads on it. As much as they want to do everything, it's going to be tough. And mm-hmm. I think they recognize how tough it's going to be to try and put back this in the bottle. Look, we're, we're just used to it by now. We've, you know, 16 years we've been uploading things. $20 a month isn't really a, a huge cost factor for us. We like the fact as we're podcasters that we can tell our listeners we're on every single platform out there we've never been good over the last Mm -hmm. 16 years of trying to convince our people to use one platform one listening tool over the other people are going to do what they want to do so i think it's going to be tough for spotify to really try and push all that back together they're going to try they're going to be successful for the really really big shows but i think they're also pretty smart and are Mm -hmm. looking for ways that they can get some monetization pieces without having to have complete ownership over everything. 
Right. And I don't think that they need to have complete ownership over everything in order to monetize it. So I don't think that they have to have complete ownership um, no. in order to do that, which, you know, is, is nice. Um, so our, our friends over at the Ed Up podcast, hi guys, um, they ask, was the Joe Rogan deal or COVID the biggest force to move podcasting further into mainstream? Um, what are your thoughts? I, I'd say neither. Yeah. I, mean, I kind I really, of agree with that. Truthfully. I really don't think, I, I mean, I think sure having uh, the number one podcast on the planet suddenly be only available in Spotify, which happened what yesterday? Oh, yesterday? did it? Okay. Yeah, they, my husband before? keeps saying yeah. I, I can still listen to Joe Rogan on my other apps. Yeah. I think it was so, yesterday, was it yesterday? when okay. it was official that now okay. it's no longer available anywhere else. And of course, We'll see how long it takes before, you know, bit torrents of the, <laughs> the show start showing up and people find alternate routes to do it, whatever. So I think that's going to be instrumental moving forward. I mean, the whole, that whole Spotify's whole play on the Joe Rogan uh, acquisition is, look, if people are forced to listen there, that's great. But what they really want to do is they want to now tell their existing Spotify people, hey, now you can get the Joe Rogan. In fact, it's the only place you can get it. So please come over and get a subscription from us and pay us the 5 10 20 bucks a month, whatever it is to have an unlimited account. So that, that's their whole play. But is that really going to increase podcasting? I don't know. It might increase some exposure. Just like the whole Spotify thing did when Spotify first said, we're going to list podcasts. It's the same thing that happened when Apple did it back in 2005. When with iTunes 4.7, it suddenly exposed listeners to this new batch of content called podcasting. So, mm -hmm. so that's that's beneficial. How beneficial? I don't really know. Um, and then, and then, COVID's its own unique challenge, right? I mean, it's pe more people are listening, which is good news. Mm -hmm. We have uh, we were all worried about that back mm -hmm. in March we because were. you know when our commutes stopped. We stopped going to the gym. All the things that we used to say, and I'm sure, Heather, you and your team said it all the time, this is when people listen, doing these activities. <laughs> Those activities stopped. Dead stop, right? So, but what we have found from all of the data is people continue to find ways to listen. So so that's that's good. So mm -hmm. I'm not sure that either of them were a real big driver in, in moving podcasting forward just as much as anything else would have been. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, Todd, uh, thanks for joining us. And um, yeah, I, I kind of, I think it's going to be so interesting with Joe Rogan on Spotify only to see, like, will, are we going to have, you know, people rally against that? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I, but I, I, I think, so I'm a big Audible um, person. I listen to lots of audiobooks. Mm -hmm. And the other day when I was on Audible, I noticed for the first time where they were like, hey, you should listen to this podcast. And I think to me, what's so cool about it, having podcasts available on Pandora and Spotify yeah. and Audible yeah. is that it, it exposes more people to it because exactly. as, as much as all of you know the the folks here in this industry feel like podcasts are everywhere they're still not everywhere and i right. still talk to people all the time and well not as much anymore now that we've all been quarantined but uh, you know online even and i say things like hey i'm in podcast and um they kind of say what wait you know what is that exactly <laughs> or i mean it it doesn't it, yeah. people still don't get it to the level that we would all like them to get it right right Right. So, yeah. And, and, you know, bringing up Audible is, is a good point. And, and also, well, let me, let me finish with my thought with that. So Audible's been missing the boat on this for 16 years. And I've been telling him for 16 years, you've been missing the boat. Why do you, you are the app for spoken word content. Everything else is music. 
You're a spoken word. Most podcasts are spoken word. An obvious, an obvious miss. But finally, I'm, I'm glad that they're seeing it. And you're right, it will get exposure, especially to that type of person who's used to going to Audible to listen to spoken word content now with the Amazon Music slash Audible acquisition is the wrong word, inclusion of all podcasts. Mm-hmm. Now there's going to be more exposure to the right kind of audience. But here's the interesting thing. I'm not so sure that helps the exposure of podcasts. And I think that Audible and Spotify are thinking about that as well. Because it's really more about these are just spoken word shows that you can consume, right? A podcast in, in, the, in the future meaning or the, 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 like the near immediate feed meaning of, of podcasting right now is something you have to fire up a specialized app for, for most people, or you're in Spotify and you go to that special section that's called podcasting. And I had, I don't have the audible app any longer. So I'm assuming that there's some place where podcasts are listed there, but I think you're going to see the blurring of the lines between what is a podcast and what is just content available on these platforms. Will it always be one? And Spotify is doing it now with their new shows with music. You know, those music podcasts that they don't want to call podcasts, which is exactly what they are, which is a blend of a full song and the, and, the, uh, and the content together. It's like if Brian Ibbett from Coverville, who also started back in 2004, if he would have had that available to him at the time, that would have been a wonderful thing, but, but not. So I wonder if are we, are we diluting podcasting's brand as we have all of this new acquisition, wrong word, this new inclusion of the content. Right. I don't know, but I also don't think it's terribly important. I think it's just going to cause us to have a new conversation. I think you, Heather, who's out repping these shows, will probably have a better story to tell about this content that you're representing that's now available in Spotify, in Pandora, in Amazon Music, in all these platforms Will we still call it a podcast? And please, God, let's not have the conversation of what's the right name. Because you don't know how many times I've had that conversation. And we're not going to call it Netcasts, Leo Laporte. Um, so, but yeah, I, I wonder what's going to happen. Will will that, right, will that right. distinction cease to be relevant? Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think, I'm sure you're aware, but um, Tom Webster and Edison Research did, um, and it's been a little while ago now, I don't know when it was, but they did kind of the survey where they surveyed people and said, hey, what is a podcast? And the average yeah. person, like my favorite was the woman that went on and on about how much she loved it. And it wasn't actually a podcast. It was a right. YouTube yeah. channel. <laughs> Right. And, you know, I mean, I think it's totally true. And, but in the podcast industry, a podcast is only a podcast if it's right. on an RSS feed and, you know, yeah. so yeah, but who yeah. knows, who knows, who knows? <laughs> um, so our friends over at Magellan and Sounds yeah. Profitable put together a really cool Podscape um, page where it, it listed all of the different players. And I think to my knowledge, it's the first time anyone has really sat down and said, okay, We've got all these companies. Where do they fall? You know, who exactly is doing what? And I know um, I was emailing Brian about it this morning. He said that they've gotten lots of feedback on it, which I'm sure they have. Mm -hmm. I I think truthfully, it was brave of them to even create it because I'm sure they had a million people emailing and saying, you put us in the wrong spot or you didn't include us or what have you. Um, But it's nice to have a document that kind of lays out all the players in the industry. And I think it gives... Um, it gives, little, you know, different placeholders. Um, so if you guys, uh, anybody watching, if you guys haven't gotten your hands on that and you're, you're interested in it, go check out the Sounds Profitable um, newsletter and website and you can, can download that because it's pretty cool. What were your thoughts about that, Evo? I, I was terribly excited to see it. You know, 
parallel to my journey in podcasting, Heather, uh, up until you got into the advertising business in 2015, in 2014, <laughs> I got out of the pod of the advertising business, digital advertising, which I had been in since. Um, and, <laughs> and in the digital space, we have this guide. We have something like this is published every year, and it's huge, right? It shows all the different players from, you know, direct context, DSPs and ISPs and, and SS. I'm going to get into weird terminology that nobody needs to know about. And it was wonderful because when I would onboard a new person into the digital agency I was running, we would show this to them and say, this is a map of the major players and here's how everything connects. It's a great way to educate new people on how the ad money, and that's what this really is, how the ad money flows through the entire ecosystem of digital advertising. So finally having somebody, thanks Magellan, thanks Brian Barletta for putting together the 2020 Podscape and, and offering to continue to update it on a regular basis. I think it's great because mm -hmm. I think most people, even in the podcasting world, even if they are podcasters who make the majority or all of their living from podcasting have no idea how no. how gigantic and spider webby this thing is and so this map kind of puts that in perspective perspective to which you go oh you know what i'm part of a legitimate thing mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not just a little fly-by-night thing i think it's great everybody should be waving this around when they're talking to potential advertisers or just sponsors even if your own your show gets a few hundred downloads and you really can't attract somebody from a big you know impression level just handing this thing around saying you get to be involved in this i'm here i'm over here under you know production houses and branding content or i'm over here in in whatever you know mm -hmm. this is how this whole thing works i think it'll get people excited about the the future of, of podcast monetization yeah yeah i totally agree um and i think what's kind of cool about it is really just looking at the different um you know the different categorizations because so often people will ask like well where where does true native media fit like right. like who are who are you guys like in the industry right and it's nice to be able to you know obviously i have people i can say oh yeah well we're kind of like mid-roll or we're kind of like this right. company or that company right right um but it's really nice to have this guide one of the things I thought was really interesting, though, is the content creation segment. And, you know, I mean, he does have production houses and branded right. content, but right. that seemed very small to me. I kind it of does. I kind of feel like that might be an area where there there are things missing. What were what were your thoughts about it? Did you feel like there were holes? No, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, th that's that's a big hole and because there yeah. are a lot of production houses. They've got the big ones on there. Sure. They've, they got the wrong logo for mine, but that's okay. I forgive them. <laughs> um, but, you know, here, here's the problem, and it's the same thing we saw on the one for the digital industry. This is just a look. You right. know, I have a lot of friends who are astronomers. I have lots of weird friends. And so some of those are astronomers. And it's an amazing to have an astronomer's friend because here's the deal. You can take a telescope and you can point it at any spot in the sky. And when you, ex when you expose it, you will see stars. Here's the other thing. You can zoom up a thousand times on that exact same spot and expose it and you'll see more stars and galaxies and whatever. And from there, you can, you can now zoom in another thousand times and expose that and open it up. You see the exact same, well, not the exact same thing, but again, it's filled. It's filled with stuff. There's just yeah. so much. So this single page is a good good shorthand for good what the snapshot. industry looks like. But yeah, but I mean, right now in production houses, there's what? I'm just guessing there's 12 
production houses and branded content up here. Okay, there should be a lot more than that. And then what about all of the shows that are representing themselves, that aren't going through a rep form, that are making their own content? When do they get put inside of here? It's, yeah, keeping this thing accurate is never going to happen, right? It can't be a goal, right? They want to get as much in here as they can, but it's, but it's always going to be shorthand. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think the Podscape is great for those that are trying to monetize with ads, but there's an there are entire ecosystems that exist, entire galaxies, to go back to my last point, uh, mm-hmm. that exist around other reasons why people podcast, why companies, why brands, why they do anything. It's not just so they get those fat, fat ad dollars coming in. And so I, th- I think it's great. I th- and I think maybe... Maybe something like the Podscape helps people who have developed a sizable audience who weren't thinking monetization through advertising. Maybe they can look at that as an as an opportunity now. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also almost like a cautionary tale like, okay, you've got your show with your 300 listeners. Um, you want to be a part of this? Where do you think you fit inside of something that's this complicated that goes in? So right. maybe it's just a good reality check. Right, right. I think that that's a really, really good point. And I try to talk to people a lot about how it you don't have to monetize your podcast and you certainly don't have to monetize it through advertising. Right. There are lots of other reasons to podcast and also lots of other ways to monetize your show. So it just depends on what you want. One of the things I always say is like, start with the end in mind, right? Like, what's yeah. your goal? What are you going right. for? Why are you doing this? What's your motivation? And it doesn't have to be around advertising. And then if it is around advertising, what does that mean? You know, what kind of advertising are you looking for? Yeah. Are you looking for, um, you know, are you looking for a host read ad or are you looking for those pre-recorded ads, right? Um, Those are all important questions. Exactly right. You know, I, I like to, most of my clients are businesses. And the for brand new clients or prospects, the question of how do we pay for this? Because uh, I asked the question, how, how are you going to keep paying my agency to do this? What's in it, right? What is your plan so mm-hmm. you can continue to do that? And for the ones that say, you know, advertising, uh, I have already done this. I say, well, funny thing is I went to your website, bigcompany.com, and I didn't see any ads. I didn't see any Google AdSense ads pop up on your website. Well, yeah, we don't have ads on our website. Our website's, you know, for us, for a company. Hmm. Maybe that should be your podcast, too. Maybe that's not an advertising vehicle either. You know, you, you make sprockets. Uh, okay. Just sell those, right? That's part of your show, right? So, anyhow, one way to try and have that conversation, which sometimes works. No, that's a, that's a really smart way of approaching it. Actually, I really love that because it's totally true. If you're creating, especially a branded podcast for right. your company, why would you sell ads on it? <laughs> yeah, it is It is. It is a really, really funny thing that we've done. Like, yeah, what, did you monetize your CAPTCHA page? No, I don't think you did. So uh, let's just... <laughs> I just leave that alone. Most people, I mean, my favorite though is most people, and, and I get emails literally all the time. Not as much anymore because we changed the way we, we filter podcasts, but p- podcasters will email and say, I just started a show. I have 25 listeners. I need you to start selling ads. And I'm like, yeah. uh, no, <laughs> that's yeah. not how it works. Like, yeah. you know, so it's yeah. so, it's so fascinating. Two and a half cents per listener. <laughs> uh, good luck. You're going to get rich. Yeah. But there is this thought that it's just easy to get advertisers on. Totally. It's just easy to get advertisers, period, which is having been in the ad world now most of my life, it's not easy to get advertisers. No, no, it's not. But, you know, I do think that something along that back to the Podscape map, I think that helps Mm because I have a couple of clients that um, are spending money. They're not, they're not, well, they've turned into podcasting clients too, but they said, hey, we also have, here's an extra 50 grand we've got laying around. Can we do something in the podcasting space with that? So it's like, yeah. And so now using a map like that, I think will help the, the, the companies that have media dollars to spend 
look at podcasting and say, oh, that's legit. Mm-hmm. We get it now. I'm just not buying something some dude's going to read on the air. This is an entire ecosystem that suddenly validates that. I can walk into my CMO's office or my CFO's office and say, hey, I want to spend $50,000 on a podcast advertising campaign, and I'm going to use, I'm going to circle the two spots I'm using. And that's just two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So right. can we do that? And they're like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. Very, very fascinating. Yeah. Well, Evo, thank you so much for being on, on the show with me today. I really appreciate it. Um, if people maybe aren't familiar with you or want to check out either maybe some of the content you're creating or possibly even work with you, where can they sure. find you? Sure. So um, if you want me personally, uh, Twitter is where I do all of my things. And I'm just me, Evo, Tara, all one word. Can't miss Which it. Is, yeah. I, I think I'm, I met with a gentleman yesterday that had a very... A, a very common name and yours is not very common. No. So it's pretty easy. Yeah. For the longest time when I Uh-oh. would give presentations, when I would give presentations and I would do uh, around the world, my tight, my ending slide, normally, you know, you put the headshot and the phone number and whatever. I just put a picture of Google, the Google search box with Evo Terra written in it. And that was it. Cause <laughs> I, I, I'm the one that's listed. It's not, not hard to do. Anyhow. So you can follow me on Twitter at Evo Terra. Um, if you're curious, if you're a business and you want to get into podcasting, uh, I, that's what my company does. We're simpler media. And that's simply simpler dot media. No comms, no business, no, none of the original, yeah, simpler dot media reaches there. And if you're a podcaster and you're not listening to my daily podcast, which is designed for working podcasters like you, I don't tell you how to do things. I give you things you should be thinking about. That's at podcastpontifications.com, which is a terrible name. Don't make a podcast name with a word that no one ever uses in casual conversation. But there it is, podcast. <laughs> pontifications plural.com awesome well thanks so much for being on with us today evo and uh, we'll see everybody next week thanks heather if you want to learn more about how to be a market leader in podcast advertising reach out to us at truenativemedia.com